let's have some fun. I'm back in the chair. No more doing the show from home. You didn't think you didn't think a little virus was going to take me down, did you? <laughs> back in the chair in studio and let me just say Chris is thrilled to have me back in person here on the Jesse Kelly show tonight. It is going to be all over the map. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, Jesse, the show's always all over the map. That's not fair. Okay, there's some focus sometimes. That's one. Two, when I say all over the map, we're going to celebrate something wonderful happening in this country to men. I'll get to that here in a minute. We're going to talk about pain. Why it's actually a very good thing lots of the time. See, it's going to be a bright, funny, bright, funny, and sunny show tonight. We're going to talk about big tech. What do they know about you? What could they do to you if they wanted to do it to you? And don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this. Texas has an election integrity law, white supremacy. We have Afghanistan talk. It is the works tonight on the Jesse Kelly show. But first and foremost, Joe Biden is sadly president of the United States of America. Joe Biden is walking through the Northeast right now. New York, New Jersey, in case you're not aware, a lot of people aren't. People people think wherever they live, whatever the big news is where they live, is big news everywhere. It's not true. Hurricane Ida, it wasn't just Louisiana. It blasted the Northeast, and they got people dead up there. Apartments, they're drowning in their basements, apartments. It's just a terrible, terrible situation. Joe Biden, Joe Biden is up there visiting people. Now, I have to clarify something before I play you a little bit of Joe Biden. I don't expect my politicians ever to be saints. In fact, I don't expect anybody I love or admire or rely on to be a saint. Probably a lot of reasons for this. One of the main reasons is I realize I'm such a bad person. But another reason is I've met so many people. I've come from so many different walks of life. I've met so many people in low, low places and high, high places. And people are all really the same, good and bad, ups and downs. Everyone's capable of doing some pretty awesome good and some pretty terrible bad. And so I don't, I don't, I don't have lofty views of politicians, even ones on my own side. Pick some far right winger that you think I would get along with. Yeah, but if I found out he uh, just picked up his 10th DUI in secret, I wouldn't be that shocked. I just wouldn't be. I don't have high expectations for people. I don't need my professional athlete to be a good person in his personal life. He's almost undoubtedly not because who actually is, right? I don't care if the president of the United States of America speaks a little vulgar, especially off off camera. I, I get it. I get it. I don't care if my son's heart surgeon cheats on his wife. I would prefer he doesn't, obviously. Not my problem. Do the surgery. Get it done right. That that kid right there, that's the one I care about. No, my son's not going in for heart surgery. It was just an example. I don't care that the president of the United States is oftentimes a bit of a sociopath, and that's probably putting it mildly, 
and probably a bit of a scumbag of a human being. I understand that he's a politician. That really comes with it comes with the job, especially when you've been doing been one for a long time. You've been kissing rear end for how long? You know how long does it take to program your mind to just say whatever you think people want to hear, and that the truth doesn't even really exist to you anymore. You don't stand for anything, so I don't expect much out of any of them. But call me an idealist. The president of the United States of America, that's a big job. That's a big, big job. We use the term leader of the free world a lot, but I want people to understand. I want people to be very, very clear on what exactly that means. You understand what that means, right? Because it's real. The United States of America holds the free world in its hands. Europe, 90%, roughly, 90% of Europe's defense is ours. It's ours. The entire free West is the United States of America. And if we were to magically get snapped out of existence tomorrow, China and Russia would tear through this world like a blowtorch through butter. We are the leader of the free world. And I view the head executive as the lead of the leader of the free world as a really, really important job. It's a big job. I know there are going to be ones I disagree with and ones I agree with, but it's still a big job, and the person who sits there has big responsibilities. And so when you take your time as the president of the United States to walk through a disaster area, again, I'm not naive. I know even if Joe Biden was to saunter through New Jersey today, with tears streaming down his face and say every right thing about the people who lost everything, I would still assume he's lying. However, as the president of the United States, don't you ever have a moment when you're walking through and you're, let's say, looking down into somebody's basement apartment and, you know, basement apartments, I don't know if you've heard, they're not exactly the in-demand apartments. People tend to want to live higher, not lower. That's why rich people live on the mountains. That's why rich people live in the penthouses. And that's why poor people live in low-lying areas that flood. So let's just assume, and I realize there are exceptions, a basement apartment person is not exactly killing it financially. You're the president of the United States of America. You have an opportunity as you look in this person's basement apartment to say something uplifting and we're with you and my arms are around you and I am here to help and let's just offer a voice of encouragement. Instead, this is the crap we get. And the threat is here. It's not going to get any better. The question, can it get worse? We can stop it from getting worse. That's right. And when I talk about building back better, and Chuck is fighting for my program, our program on the Hill, when I talk about building back better, I mean you can't build to what it was before this last storm. You got to build better so if the storm occurred again, there would be no damage. There would be. But that's not going to stop us, though, because if we just do that, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Wait, I'm sorry, what? One, obviously, that was completely incoherent. I know you're shocked to find that. Out, but it completely incoherent. He had to restart his sentences a few times. We're not even going to go into that right now. But hold on. I've just lost everything. And possibly loved ones, too. Let's remember, there are people dead all over New York, New Jersey, dead from these floods. I've just lost everything in my apartment. I almost undoubtedly live a paycheck-to-paycheck -paycheck existence. 
there's a good chance I lost a loved one as well. A child, God forbid. Mother, father, wife, husband, sister, brother. I am, in this moment, standing out in front of my basement apartment, and I am going through... I mean, is there anything worse? Can we can we safely say that's one of the worst experiences one could possibly have? And these people, these communists are so sick and twisted, and there's so little humanity left inside of them. There's so little humanity left inside of people like Joe Biden who's been doing it so long. It genuinely does not even occur to him how out of line it is for the president of the United States of America to stand up in front of those people who are being devastated and make it about some bill you want to pass through Congress? That's so out of line. That is so out of line. These people have no sense of decorum at all. Just absolute monsters. And I say that as somebody who's a monster with no soul. I mean, that is... I'll tell you, man, that's something. And you know who I blame for it? You know who I blame for it? I'll tell you in one second. First and foremost, you need real gold delivered to your doorstep. Real gold. Not a piece of paper saying, we'll get gold to you sometime. Hey, we're holding it in a vault for you. You need real gold on your doorstep. Oxford Gold Group can get you that. We are $22 trillion in debt. And if you saw this list of upcoming agenda items for Congress, you'd be burning up the phone lines for Oxford Gold right now. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. It's who I send my family and friends to. Call them today. 833-995-GOLD. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We'll get to this great news for men here in America in just a second. And before I forget, about an hour and 10 minutes from now, we have my buddy, obviously frequent guest on the show, Lee Smith, coming on. You remember we've been talking about Afghanistan and the refugees. And you remember who told you? Who was this? Who was the radio host who told you that there's no way this administration would vet these people properly. And this radio host, he's really, really smart. I forget his name. It starts with a J. He also told you that they would lie about it. He told you some cultures don't mix with other cultures. And, gosh, what was his name? His name starts with a J. J Jesse Kelly. That was the guy. He's so smart, Chris. (laughs) Anyway, I warned you about the Afghanistan refugees. Wait till you hear what Lee Smith has to say in about an hour and 10 minutes from now. Oh, yeah. I told you. But first, you know who I blame for this? Because Joe Biden, again, Joe Biden gets to New Jersey in New York. He's walking the paths of people who think they've lost everything and frankly have. And this is the kind of crap we get from this guy. Uh, you know, the looks like a tornado. They don't call him that anymore. That hit the crops and, and wetlands in the middle of the country and in Iowa and Nevada. and I mean, it's just across the board. And, uh, you know, um, uh, as I said, we're in this together. We're going to get back to the actual content of that audio in just a moment. Hang on a second. I'll play it. But 
Why are we talking about climate change in politics? We're talking about people's lives who just had their lives ruined. What are you doing? These people are such soulless monsters. And I told you before the break, you know who I blame for it? You know who I blame? Barack Obama. This is going to sound like old, deeply ingrained right-wing hatred for Barack Obama. And that's probably not out of line if we're being fair because I despise Obama. Despise him. I was never even into politics until Barack Obama started running for office, and that's when I ran for Congress. I was never even slightly involved in politics before, and I was like, oh, no. But he's the one who mainstreamed that politics no matter what thing. I know other politicians have done it in the past, but Obama, he was he never turned it off. No matter what he did, no matter what he did, he threw it in. And the worse, more tragic the situation was, the more of a guarantee Barack Obama would bring up politics. And I can deal with politicians who have positions on things I disagree with. The hatred that gave me for that man, I will never get over it. Because in the wake of something horrible like a mass shooting, and you remember we had a bunch of those under Obama, Especially, I mean, we this that's when uh, domestically ISIS was going crazy. I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but remember, what was it, 50 people in a Florida nightclub by an ISIS guy and all that? And Barack Obama, without hesitation, without hesitation, every time would get up to the microphone and say, well, as long as we've got guns, it's just these guns here. we got to get rid of the guns. Right when people were dying, at that moment, people were getting phone calls finding out their son's dead. While the president's standing up gun grabbing. I just thought that's so gross. And now that Joe Biden did it, what's wild, or now that Barack Obama did it, what's wild is this is the norm now. They all do it. It's not just Joe Biden. Major Democrat politicians, governors, and and the president and senators, and the, without hesitation, they all jump on the worst things in the world and immediately make it about politics. Isn't that just horrid? Isn't that horrid? All right, we have to play it one more time because the content was too good. Um, I just, we, we've had this talk before. You and I, we've had this talk before about not everybody can do every job. And we acknowledge that, right? We should at least because I believe America is in desperate need of some hard truths. You know, you really shouldn't say things to your kid like, you can be anything you want to be. Ah, he probably can't. She probably can't. Your child almost undoubtedly has gifts given to him by God and almost undoubtedly has things he sucks at. Your child can't do anything. Your child sucks at some stuff. It's not really helpful to raise a nation that's told that time and time again because then when people actually get introduced to reality, they they, they don't know what to do with it. But I'm getting sidetracked here. When you're the president of the United States of America, it's really, 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 really important that you can complete sentences and communicate clearly. I mean, you don't even necessarily have to be an intelligent individual as we're seeing right now, but you at least should be able to talk, right? This is the president of the United States of America. Uh, you know, the looks like a tornado, they don't call them that anymore, that hit the crops and, and wetlands in the middle of the country and in Iowa and Nevada. And right, hold on, hold on one second, hold on one second. It looks like a tornado, they don't call them that anymore. I, now, Chris, I'm 40. 
I fully admit I'm not 20. I'm not in the know with all the stuff anymore. And I don't pretend to be hip, hip older guy. So tell me, is there a new word for tornado out there now and nobody told me about it? The the tornado, but they don't uh, they don't they don't call them that anymore. I'm sorry. And then and then, okay the the wetlands in would you know, go ahead and play that for me again? Too. The wetlands in uh, you can play the whole thing from the beginning. I'm almost positive I heard the president of the United States say the wetlands were in Iowa. Uh, you know the looks like a tornado. They don't call them that anymore. That hit the crops and and wetlands in the middle of the country and in Iowa and Nevada and I mean it's just across the board and uh, you know um, uh, as I said we're in this together. The wetlands in in Nevada. I I gotta tell you I've spent some time in Nevada and I I've spent quite a bit of time in Nevada and. Yeah, it was in Las Vegas and we don't have to go into all the details of that now and some was in Reno and other places but I've seen the sites in Las Vegas pretty country if you're into kind of that desert sometimes desert highland stuff but man I just do not remember the wetlands out there Chris am I off on that I'd stop look Hey, I understand the climate is changing rapidly. Maybe it's just a big rainforest now maybe I'm maybe I'm not in the know anymore <laughs> all right I promised some good news. Let's get to some good news. Fired up. Because there's all kinds. I mean, there's really a lot of bad news. I can't wait till we get to the one about the guy getting a diamond taken out of his forehead. It's so cool. Hang on. Good news, though, first. Of course, it's meant to be bad news. But when you see the world in the brilliant way Jesse the Oracle Kelly sees the world, everything's good news. Headlines from the Wall Street Journal. Men appear to be giving up on college. At the close of the 2021 academic year, women made up 59% of college students, an all-time high, and men 40.5, according to the Wall Street Journal analysis of enrollment data from the national blah, 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 no one cares where you got it. This education gap, which holds at both two- and four-year colleges, has been slowly widening for 40 years. So, why is this good news? I mean, you would think common sense would tell you this is terrible news, right? Men out there, we need men to we need men to be leaders. We need men to be protectors. We need men to be providers, and they're not even going to college. Surely, this is a disaster for America. Isn't this the end of the world, or is it one of the greatest things that could have ever happened to this country? I will explain in just a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. What kind of music is this? What is this? Beck? Oh, I haven't heard that Beck song. Beck has some good jams. Beck has some good jams. You know, we can do some more Beck songs tonight. What's that song about Chris, the the I'm a Loser baby song? That one tonight, for sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. What the, the the Wall Street Journal, of course, it was the scare headline. Men are giving up on college. 59.5% of college students are women at all time high. The gap is widening. This is a disaster, right? Ah, actually, it's the greatest thing that could happen to this country. Right now, as we speak, 
What's our real problem in this country? What's our most basic problem? And I realize that's obviously, you could answer that question a million different ways. And oh, I guess I should mention before I get into this most basic problem facing America, I realize I've been in quarantine. I've been out. Yes, don't worry. Obviously, I dominated everything. I'm finally back, and I realize you are probably dying to speak with me. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be without me. What, Chris? You actually can call tonight. We will take phone calls tonight, 877-377-4373. I will take phone calls tonight, but don't think just because I've been doing my show from home, the rules are somehow different on the phones. No small talk. No long phone calls. Nobody wants to hear you and me talk on the phone. Nobody. They all want to see, hi, Jesse. How are you, Jesse? I love you. Don't care. When I go to you, be ready. Get to your point quickly. Are you still going to get hung up on? Almost undoubtedly, because you will drone on too long and not get to your point, and I will just hammer house it. Don't take it personal. Anyway, back to what I was saying. What's our big problem facing America? What is the, the big issue right now? I would argue we have a criminal, criminal lack of masculinity and a criminal lack of people who will think for themselves. I don't know how that happened. I suspect in a society that gets wealthy, just on a macro level, I suspect in a society that gets as wealthy as we got, and we are the most wealthy country ever, remember, Eventually, people just want easy. And what's so wild is when you find out about how other parts of the world live, you know, I mean, really just hand to mouth. They're not seeking easy. They don't live to get to Labor Day weekend. We just had Labor Day weekend. Were you excited about Labor Day weekend? I know I was. Oh, yeah, baby. It's going to be the pool, couple beers, relax. You're excited about getting to what? Take it easy. Same as me. I'm not pointing fingers. People all over the world, they don't ever get to take it easy. Everything is work, 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 work. So I think the the fact we get to take it easy so often made us soft, and we just want easy to continue. I think it's why so much of this country just did what it was told and went home right away when all the coronavirus stuff was, was locking down. And I know you may be different. Or maybe you were all locked down in the beginning and now you're pro-freedom now. But you realize everybody in the United States of America should have had the same response I did the second the lockdowns came out. Uh, No, up yours. That's terrible for the economy and you don't have the authority to do that. I'm an American. You as a mayor, a governor, a president, or whatever, you do not have the authority to tell me to point your finger to me and say, close your shop. You're not a king. You you don't run some fiefdom here. No. No, but I'm really scared. I don't care. The answer is still no. But there's a disease up yours. The answer is still no. That should have been the collective answer for the entire United States. Instead, 90% of the right, of the right said, okay, I mean, it is, it is pretty scary. I guess I, I don't want to die. We're never going to die, right, if we go home and coronavirus is the only thing that kills people? Can I live forever? I'm going to go home. That's what we did as a country. 
What does any of this have to do with college? Do you go to college and learn to think for yourself anymore? That's what it was supposed to be. Remember, college is the, the, the higher education university system, not just in our nation, across the world, used to be open-ended mass stuff. Hey, think for yourself. Oh, you think this way about something. Have you ever thought that way about something? Is that what college is now? Or is college mass indoctrination in this country making dang sure by the time you walk out of there four years and $100,000 later, you think the exact same way as everyone else around you? Men fleeing the university system is some of the best news I've heard for the future of this country since I found out women were leaving the workforce. <laughs> Quit, Chris. We can make jokes. It's fine. In all seriousness about the men, though, avoid college like the plague. Unless you have to be there, unless you know what you want to do and you have to be there, avoid it like the plague. And if you are going to send little Aiden, Braden, and Jaden to college... My word. Please set aside this weird alma mater fixation people have. I realize I went to community college, so I don't have an alma mater. I don't have a college I went to. But I see this all the time with parents out there now, even on the right. Oh, man, are you going to send your, your your kid to college? You sure about that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, which, which college are you going to send him to? Because this is somebody who should know, right? He should know about the university system, and he should know what's there. Oh, I'm sending him to Penn State. Okay. Um, have, you seen what they're, have you seen what they're doing at Penn State with, with the, the white privilege and the coronavirus? Have you seen all that stuff? <laughs> hey, man, that's where I went to school. So proud he's going to be a nitty lion. Wait, what? Surely we can do better. Surely we owe our kids better than he went to the same school I did. Come on now. Come on. These are our kids. They're more important than that Penn State had you. And I actually wasn't picking on Penn State, although they have been terrible. And as an Ohio State Buckeye fan, uh, I will pick on Penn State any chance I get. I find it extremely enjoyable. So sorry, Penn State. You were the butt of the jokes right there. I really didn't mean it for Penn State especially, but I see that a lot too. Break that tradition. Unless your child knows the specific reason they must step onto a college campus. And you, the parent with the child, have done a ton of research into that college and into the program and into the professors, sending your kids off to university because that's where I went to school. That is like throwing your kids in the gorilla enclosure at the zoo. Stop it. And if they don't know what they want to do, don't send them to those poisonous places at all. You have to hear me now. This is not like it was when you were a kid. And when you were a kid, it was probably still bad because it's been bad for a long time. It is something completely different now. You see what they did at this poor, to this poor kid at Rutgers? This 22-year-old healthy kid, he's attending virtual classes at Rutgers because he didn't want to get the vaccine. So he's just doing all his classes online. They stopped him from doing that too. Nope, no more virtual classes. Wait, I don't understand. I'm, I'm not, I'm not coming into school. Why do I? I'm not allowed to take virtual classes. Nope. Be very, very, very careful where you send your kids to school. What do men need to do in this life? Well, there's a laundry list of things men should do, but 
men don't have to go to college. Yeah, you should protect and provide for your family. You should lead whatever whatever walk of life you you do as a dude. You yeah, you should find a good woman, marry her, make babies with her. It's part of the American existence. It's part of what keeps the society going. You do not have to go to college to earn a great living and do any of those things. In fact, increasingly, you probably shouldn't. I'm not done with this yet, but first and foremost, I love when people come in and disrupt everything. I love when companies do this. I'm so sick of these brutally high data plans from T-Mobile and AT&T and Verizon. They're brutal. There's a better option. It's called Pure Talk. Pure Talk saves the average family over $800 a year, and you don't sacrifice any coverage because they're on the same network as the big guys. And switching is easy. Keep your phone, keep your number, or you can get a new one. They have big discounts on iPhones and Androids and everything else. Hear me out here. This is what you have to do right now. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. And did I mention veteran-owned from a Vietnam veteran? Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly now. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Did we just unfairly profile Beck? I don't know anything about this human being. Full disclosure, while this song was jamming out, that was Chris's theme song, the I'm a Loser song. I speculated. We were talking about how many good songs he had, and Chris said he only had a few, and I said, I think he might be really into drugs. He is. Chris is not in his head. I made a total judgment call. I don't know anything about the guy. He may be a Quaker for all I know, but apparently, yeah, he's he's... What is it with musicians and drugs? And I'm not anti-drug guy. There's no ju- judge. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm anti-drug. Hold on, that's not that's not fair. I'm not judgmental guy. I'm not judgmental guy. But what is it with these mu- musicians and drugs? What's I, I don't. Yeah, whatever. I guess life. You see, this is what I mean. This is right back to what I was talking about about the men giving up on college. America chose to seek out something that wasn't healthy for it to seek out. I just want to get to the place where life is easy instead of accepting that life will never be easy. And in our pursuance of that, we decided we had to send our kids through the university system. What if, what if I don't send my kids to college? He might end up, oh, he might end up being a plumber one day. How disgusting. Every plumber I know makes more money than you. Everyone. Oh, I can't. What if he doesn't? What if little Billy doesn't go to school? What will the neighbors think? The neighbors already sent their kids off to Howard and Brown. If we can't get it, look, well, is it even worth saving his life if he can't get into Stanford? Good grief. We, I understand tradition is powerful, so I don't mean to put people down. It's time to break some of these traditions. It is time to break them. Men. I don't care if everybody else in the world is telling you one thing. You do not have to go to college to have a great life. A great life. Now, I'm not telling you skip college 
and go make the little, what are those delicious little cinnamon crunchy things at Taco Bell, Chris? They have the little cinnamon, the, not churros. They're, they're kind of like yeah, the cinnamon twists. That's right. So, very underrated menu item. In fact, I told you we were open up the phone lines tonight. We just I just decided on a topic. I want from you the most underrated menu items in the United States of America. And don't you dare call me and say the cheese curls. Call me with a description. 877-377-4373. The most underrated menu items in America. Those they are cinnamon twists. I actually don't even know if they serve them anymore. It's been forever since I got them. Anyway, but I'm getting distracted. I'm not telling you don't go to college and go deep fry the cinnamon twists at Taco Bell for the rest of your life. I'm real I'm not saying that obviously. You're a man you have a responsibility to provide for a family. If you want yourself a dime worth having, you better dang well find out you can do that. So go do that. Forget about this. Forget about this college. I don't even know what we want to call it now. It's become so ingrained here. Forget about this college lie that you have to go to school to make it. Now, I understand people are ambitious. They have different wants and needs. If you're somebody and you, I want to be a doctor, and I know I want to be a doctor, obviously, go to college. Be careful about where you go to college. Go to college. You do not have to. Moving along. That was the good news. Bad news is this. I, as you know, I have a bunch of different friends in a bunch of different walks of life. I mean, I know you're not surprised. Oh, Jesse, you're so popular. I know none of that stuff is surprising you at all. But here's the truth. Every friend of mine in every walk of life, and I mean, I'm talking everything from RV dealers, RV manufacturers. I mean, people all across the construction industry, the restaurant industry, the tech industry, I, painting. I have friends all over. Uh, one, one finance guy is... I'm trying to explain something to you here. They're all telling me the same things. We are probably on the cusp of having some real supply chain problems in the United States of America. We are. Real supply chain problems. And I want you to be clear. I want, I want to be clear about this. You and I have no idea what those are like. Unless you're old enough to have lived through the Great Depression, which if you're still listening to the sound of my voice and you're old enough to have lived through the Great Depression, that's freaking awesome. That's really, really cool. But unless you lived through the Great Depression, you as an American likely have no idea, none, what real supply chain problems look like. We don't, we don't even know how, how spoiled and blessed we are here. I don't either. I'm not pointing fingers at you. That's why I love to look at the ugly side of life because it shows me that. You don't know what it's like to go to the grocery store and not be able to buy bread. When's the last time you went into the grocery store for a loaf of bread and they were out? At worst, at worst, you probably saw that they were out of maybe your favorite brand. You've never walked into the grocery store and saw... Oh, wow, there's no bread at all. When's the last time you decided to do a little construction project around the house? Maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer like that nerd Chris, or maybe you're going to hire someone else to do it like I would. You ready for 
double, triple, quadruple the prices they have been? I'm looking at a headline right here. GM shutting down production at most of its plants in North America. You ready for what's coming? Real, real problems are coming. I mean problems like this gas pump, this gas station, it's closed because there's no gas. Life getting infinitely more expensive. I already mentioned about the construction projects. And I, the, the reason more people aren't outraged about this now is especially when it comes to things like construction, you don't find out right away because it doesn't become apparent to you at all. You're so divorced from the reality of how things actually get done. You want to know why you should be really, really, like, really mad about construction supplies going up? It's not about the little patio you wanted to build. You want to know why you should be mad about it? I'll tell you in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. All right. I promised you a little economics talk, not boring nerd economics talk, although it's about to descend into nerddom here any moment. I may get up and give myself a wedgie at some point in time during this. So just allow me to explain something. As I was I was, I was talking about going into the break, life for all of us, for you, me, everybody, it's about to be different. I know, I'm not saying the world's coming to an end. America's about over. I'm not saying that. I'm saying... You're going to start wanting things that have that have always been available to you, and now they're not there. Oh, there's no chicken in the, in the grocery store, and that's coming too. That's good. If you're not already experiencing it a little, you're starting to see signs in restaurants. We may be out of chicken items, chicken unavailable. You're seeing construction supplies. I brought this up going up. Allow me to explain something briefly as somebody who came from that world. When a city, let's say I'm in Houston. Let's say Houston wants a gigantic sewer line built. The, the town's growing. They need a lot uh, more sewer lines out there. People are full of poop around here. Okay. They're going to figure out what they need built. They're going to have an engineering firm design what they need built. Okay. They need this kind of pipe. They need this, this, this much of it. The plan is it'll be this and this and this and this. Okay. Then they're going to generally, this is in general how this works. The city of Houston will put that project out to bid. Hey, we have this big project. It's 10 miles of sewer line. Every contractor who's licensed for it will come in and put in a bid for it. Low bidder in general gets the job. Obviously, there are all kinds of crap affirmative action things that can throw that off, but we're not going to go into that right now. Talk about systemic racism. Do you know in a place like Houston, if you're a minority-owned business, you can be 3% over everyone else and still end up getting the job when you're not the low bidder? That almost sounds like, what's that word? Racism. But we're not going to go into that right now. Forget about that. Okay, so what does any of this matter to you? Jesse, why do I care about a sewer project in Houston? Your area has water lines and sewer lines underneath the ground. I promise you it does. Or uh, any other public construction project. Everyone does. Roads, whatever the case may be. Who actually pays for it? You do. You don't see these these costs yet because your tax bill hasn't gone up yet. 
you are going to experience one of two things undoubtedly in the coming days in your area. You're going to experience fewer goods and services from your area, your city, your county, your state, or you're going to experience more fees and more taxes. So why? Where am I going with all this? Well, I actually am going to some pl- someplace with it tonight. I know normally the show can be a little <clears throat> disjointed. Is disjointed fair? We can bounce around a little bit. Well, tonight there was actually a plan. The plan was this. We were going to talk a little bit about life getting more expensive. And then we were going to talk about why. Now, I don't generally play super long things on this show because, well, it's boring. (laughs) I really just want to hear myself talk. And I'll probably interrupt this a couple times, but I want you to listen to something. What is it? There is a man, God rest his soul, Milton Friedman. You want to actually learn about economics and how an economy works and should work? Milton Friedman will teach you all you want to know. I have people email me all the time. Jesse, how can I get uh, smarter at e- economics? Or e- economics. Economics. Go, go buy Free to Choose from Milton Friedman. Teach you everything you need to know. But he has this wonderful rant. It's about two minutes long, and it's about a pencil. I am going somewhere with this. We did something horribly wrong during coronavirus. So I want you to think about this as you listen to this, how to make a pencil. I want you to think about the pencil expanded to a $20 trillion economy with billions of moving parts here, there, and everywhere. Listen to this video about a pencil and tell me if you can then understand why we're about in some serious, serious trouble. The basic principles underlying the free market, as Adam Smith taught them to his students in this university, are really very simple. Look at this lead pencil. There's not a single person in the world who could make this pencil. Remarkable statement? Not at all. The wood from which it's made, for all I know, comes from a tree that was cut down in the state of Washington. To cut down that tree, it took a saw. To make the saw, it took steel. To make the steel, it took iron ore. This black center, we call it lead, but it's really graphite, compressed graphite. I'm not sure where it comes from, but I think it comes from some mines in South America. This red top up here, the eraser, bit of rubber, probably comes from Malaya, where the rubber tree isn't even native. It was imported from South America by some businessmen with the help of the British government. This brass ferrule, I haven't the slightest idea where it came from, or the yellow paint, or the paint that made the black lines, or the glue that holds it together. Literally thousands of people cooperated to make this pencil. People who don't speak the same language, who practice different religions, who might hate one another if they ever met. When you go down to the store and buy this pencil, you are in effect trading a few minutes of your time for a few seconds. That's all I needed from Milton Friedman. And I didn't need it for... That part there at the end, because that went on too long. 
That's everything that goes into making a pencil. Now, now we're going to keep this as simple as possible because he already described the making of the pencil. All right. Now, what do you think? What do you think would happen to the pencil industry, assuming the pencil industry is still robust? I think that video is from the 70s. <laughs> but what do you think would happen to the pencil industry if we just told, not even all of it, just, uh, just the graphite? Just the graphite, guys. Hey, shut down. There is a virus. Shut your business down. Well, wait a minute. Uh, how long do we have to shut down for? All right, two weeks. Go home. You're shut down. Oh, okay. And then the graphite guys are sitting at home. And I mean, the rest of the project is still going. Uh, as far as I know, they're still making the erasers, the little metal part and everything else. But graphite guy shows back up to work two weeks. Nope. Not allowed yet. Two months. Go back home. Uh, okay. I don't understand. I... I have these obligations. I have to sell to this guy. What if he goes back home for two months? Guy who makes the erasers, guy, he has to make money too. So he sells his erasers off, thus totally ruining the contract he had with the other guy. This is a tiny, tiny, tiny example of what we just did for the entire Western world. For the entire Western world. It's why I lost more friends than I could count when they first announced the lockdowns and everybody was scared to death. And Monster Jesse, who had to come on the air and be a bad guy, said, no, this is the dumbest, most insane thing I've ever heard. You never stop your economy. I don't care if they drop a nuclear bomb on America's 10 biggest cities. You never, ever, ever point to your economy and say, stop. No other nation in the history of the world would have even considered it. But because we got fat and rich and soft, we did it, and we did it willingly. And something else came with it. You want to know what else came with it? I'll explain in just a second. But first, imagine driving home with your wife because this happened. Imagine stopping at a red light. Now imagine hearing a bunch of noise outside your car and seeing an angry mob coming right at you and they swarm your car and they begin pounding on the windows and yelling and they're looking like they want to be violent and then eventually somehow they get the driver's side door open and they get the hands on your husband and you're watching them drag him from the car. What's that feel like? A couple experienced it, and Hero 2020, the non-lethal weapon, saved their lives. He got his out, shot his attackers with it, brutalizing them with this pep, uh, chemical pepper irritant, saving his life. Back in his car, drove home that night with his wife. I own one. You should do likewise. Go to Hero2020.com. Use the code Kelly. Hero2020.com. Hero, code is Kelly. State law restrictions may apply. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, and we got Lee Smith coming up in 10 minutes. Who was it that was warning you about Afghanistan and taking in a bunch of refugees? They wouldn't vet them properly. 
Not all cultures mix well. Who was that guy? His, his, his first name starts with a J. His last name's a K. I think think he. I think people call him the Oracle. So he certainly didn't give himself that nickname. That nickname. <laughs> that was me. No, something else. Something else people aren't considering right now, and this may hit home for you. Maybe this will hurt a little bit to hear, but oftentimes, isn't the most beneficial thing to hear oftentimes the most hurtful thing? If you're somebody right now, if you're somebody who, in the beginning even, called for lockdowns, were totally okay with it, well, yeah, two weeks, uh, all right, just a month. All right, just till Easter. Let's say you're somebody who was okay with it, maybe even pushing for it. I don't want to need you to admit it. You're not accountable to me. There's no judgment here. I do want you to know something, though. This is your fault. If you're somebody who was pushing lockdowns and now you're mad when you go to the gas pump, it's your fault. If you're somebody who was pushing lockdowns and now you're you're upset about all this inflation, it's your fault. I'm not saying this to you so you feel bad. I'm saying this so the nation will wake up and buck up next time. The bill comes due. We stopped a $20 trillion economy. We stopped it. Healthy people, we took... We took basketball hoops down off the outdoor basketball courts for a disease that affects fat people. We closed the gyms. We we pointed to a nation and we said, stop. And now you're, you're probably doing something. And no, we won't tolerate that on this show. You're not going to lie to yourself with that comforting lie. People who make huge mistakes always tell themselves. They always say the same thing. People who make mistakes that ruin everything. What do they say? I had no choice. Well, we had no choice. Oh, no, 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 no. Nations have fought diseases since the dawn of time without quarantining all the healthy people and shutting down their economies. This was a choice. This was a choice. We made this choice. If you were pro-lockdown, inflation is your fault. If you were pro-lockdown, those gas prices are your fault. Don't point to Joe Biden. Don't point to this ball. Don't point to Congress. Don't point to Nancy Pelosi. If you were pro-lockdown, the widespread economic dislocation that's about to come, I didn't even bring up cattle. I have a bunch of buddies who are cattle ranchers. When you walk into the store and beef costs twice as much or isn't there at all, don't you dare get on Twitter and say, stupid Joe Biden, unless you were anti-lockdown from the beginning. If you were pro-lockdown in the beginning, you know where you need to go? Go to your bathroom and stare in that thing called a mirror because that's where your problems lie. The bill comes due. There is a cost to being rich, fat, and bored like we are here in the United States of America. There is a cost to it. We like to believe we just press pause on the economy. I mean, it's basically Netflix, right? I've got more bad news. You ready for this? So, Rand Paul, he's been really, really going after 
Dr. Fauci about something, about this gain-of-function research. And just to clarify for people who don't know, and I'm certainly not the world's expert on it, gain-of-function research is when they take a virus, the, the smart guys, and they decide, okay, we need to be prepared if this thing gets a little more nasty and starts getting into humans. So let's go ahead and make it nasty so then we can learn how to prepare for it. Kind of weird, but understandable. You understand what I mean? Fauci has been insisting that there was no gain-of-function research done at the Wuhan lab where coronavirus came from. Remember this? If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come can, from the lab, but you, all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally, to I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. Hmm. So Fauci out there has done this several times before Congress, out there denying it. We have an article out today from The Intercept where they did, an, uh, not it, The Intercept did, and I don't want to give them credit for that, but they did an FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, request somebody had to sue to get this information, which in and of itself is a little creepy. They sued and got this information and found out most definitely there was gain-of-function research done in the Wuhan lab, and it was done with your money and my money. Rand Paul going after Fauci. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among animals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. Mm, mm, mm. That almost that almost got uncomfortable there. And this is look, this is from Rebel News. Internal documents prove US government funded Wuhan Labs gain of function research on bat coronaviruses. Report published Monday, the US government provided funding to the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China for a highly controversial gain of function research on bat coronaviruses. Dr. Anthony Fauci, maybe you've heard of him. Director of the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease and Chief Medical Advisor to President Joe Biden, denied that the National Institute 
of Health Has Ever Funded Gain-of-Function Research. Are we okay? Are we, are we sure we're mentally okay having this talk? Are we prepared to confront that not only did we wreck our own economy, 600,000 Americans dead, that we maybe funded the entire thing and then paid the salary of the guy who helped them and then lied about it? Ooh, this is getting uncomfortable. All right, but first, we have to talk to Lee Smith next. Great writer. He has some information about those Afghanistan refugees. Hmm. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now is one of the sharpest people out there who absolutely gets what we're facing. My buddy Lee Smith, he's an author with the Epic Times, also the author of the book The Permanent Coup. Lee, there were about five of us about a week and a half ago warning about accepting a whole bunch of clearly not vetted refugees from Afghanistan All cultures are not the same. There are some parts of Afghanistan that are disastrous. How did all that work out anyway? Yeah, there were a lot of of people, you're right, fell for the bait. I mean, of course, there was a lot of very sinister messaging going out to begin with. But there were a lot of people who fell for the bait, a lot of decent people, a lot of kind-hearted people. They didn't understand what these guys are about. And by these guys, I don't mean the Afghans. I mean the Biden administration. I mean the oligarchy and the kind of the kind of operations they've been running against the American people again and again and again. And they were perhaps uh, surprised. There was nothing to be surprised about. They knew they were going to dump a lot of problem people on this country, and that's what's happening. Okay, Lee, the average American, obviously I know you're wide awake, the average American still has clearly not gotten to the place where they've accepted that they would dump people like this here on purpose. Lee Smith, why, oh, why would somebody do such a thing? Well, I mean, I think that one of the reasons is one of the reasons of why they've kept our borders, our, our southern border open, it's to fill the, uh, to fill the country with people most likely to become Democratic Party clients. And that's part of what's going on here, too. Except I have to say that there, there's another reason as well, which is, which is not strictly, I mean, you can say that's a political strategy, as gruesome and as ugly as it is. There's another reason, too, and this goes back to Barack Obama's use of immigrants in lots of ways. This is a weapon. This is meant to destabilize the United States. That's the purpose, and that's what's going on here. So the people who are running this show, they're aware of what they're doing. They know the people who are coming over, and it's not that these these Afghans aren't vetted. They can't be vetted. They're unvettable. The Afghan government never kept records like this. The people we know of are the people that the Americans had biometric records of, which are now apparently in the hands of the Taliban, as well as criminals and terror threats. Everyone else, we have no idea who they are. Of course, the United, of course, the Biden administration knew what was going on. They knew we wouldn't be able to vet these people. They were intentionally creating chaos. 
Okay, Lee, what is this insanity I'm hearing about child bribes, the State Department yeah. throwing up a huge red flag? Apparently, we, everybody he came over here is at Ward Cleaver. Yeah. Um, well, this is, uh, for better or worse, and I, I, I have a pretty strong position on it, and, and, and you might guess, but for better or worse, this is a part of Afghan culture, as, as, is, as is the as, as is the the favorite parlor game of Afghan warlords, Bacha Bazi, meaning the, meaning the rape of young boys. Ugh. So that, that I mean, it, 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 it's disgusting. It, it's absolutely appalling. And that's the society. These are, these are, are, are drifters, right? And these are some of the values that, that they hold. And the really awful thing is it's just terrible reading like the New York Times and other press reports talking about these church groups who are welcoming these people in, and they have no idea because they've been deceived, right? They, they, they think they're letting in all these people who helped their boys and girls in Afghanistan, who were sent to wage a strategically pointless war in Central Asia. They think that these are the people who helped their boys and girls get home. They're not. That's not who these people are. These are people who, 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 who advocate and support ideas that are absolutely inimical to American values. And, and the fact that these Americans are welcome, I mean, God bless them. These Americans are the salt of the earth. These are really terrific people. And they're just being deceived in what they're going to find in their societies. The, 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 the moral rot, it, it's, 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 you know, it, it's just nauseating. It's, it's tragic. Lee, did we get too fat, rich, and soft as a nation? It, it's, it happens to every powerful nation throughout yeah. history. I, again, I, I'm not being extra hard on America. That's what happens. Yeah. Is, that, is that what happened here? We got too fat, rich, bored, and soft, and we just lost, we lost any connection to what made us us. I, I, I think that the, the core of this country is as great as ever. I think that the, the people are just uh, uh, amazing and beautiful. And I talk about the leadership, the rising leadership all the time. And just, you know, I'm always putting that on Twitter, but I think you are too. I think, I, I, I think you're, you're one of our rising leaders. You speak out on behalf, of, on, on behalf of what's good and great about America. And there are tons of people who are doing this. And I talk about whether it's junior officers in the military who speak out and pay the price, whether it's football coaches on Friday night. It's a great country. As far as our elite, yes, they're disgusting. They're repugnant. It's not just fat and lazy. They corrupt, corrupt like Renaissance Italy became corrupt. And Afghanistan is a big part of that. This is a way that they laundered money back into the beltway, right? These trillions of dollars. I mean, I mean, how many people were really participating in gender studies programs in Kabul? This was a jobs program for American kids who couldn't even get jobs in the United States teaching this garbage. That's what happened. It's our elite. But I, 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 again, I, it's not just what I believe. We see it all the time about how great this country is, how terrific the people are. Again, that's what's heartbreaking about this. Look at all these great Americans saying we're opening up our communities, our homes, our churches, our you know what, 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 our, our school systems. To all these people who need our help, they don't. They have no idea what's being dumped on them. No idea. These are great people, these Americans. Are they waking up, Lee? Like, I, I understand. Like, for instance, I, I've brought yeah. this up before. Parents are finally showing up at these school boards, yeah. and they're screaming at school, board, school boards. Okay, that's a yeah. great step one and a necessary step one. Yeah. 
Do they really understand how insidious it is, or are they just mad about little Timmy wearing a mask? No, I think I, I, I think it's I think it's piling up. I think there's more and more evidence that these parents are, are starting to see that Americans all around the country. Because thank goodness, not all of them are 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 on Twitter all the time. You know, like reading all the garbage coming out of Anthony Fauci's mouth or out of Anthony Blinken's mouth or all the people in the Biden administration. But as they see it impact their lives, as they see how this affects them directly and their families and their children in particular, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the evidence is piling up and people are, are, people are seeing it. And now it's going to be a matter of, of directing these energies into the right places. And these energies, as, as you and I have discussed before, they're not, just, they're not just political energies, right? Because the battle, weirdly, when they bring children into it, what's this about? I mean, once you hit a certain age, you know, we're, 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 we're all on the downhill. We're all on the downhill slide. But once you go after, like, once you go after our, our, our future, once you go after children who, who are just starting to become who they are, that's evil, these are evil people. So that's what I mean when I say it's not just a, it's not just a political struggle. It truly, is a, it truly is a spiritual affair as well. And that's why, you know, God, God, God bless the, 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 the good churches and the good communities, because these people are starting to see it. And, and that's our center of gravity, the American people, not, not our government, not even our Constitution, which is nothing but a piece of paper. Amen. Lee Smith, that hold people together. Lee, where can get where can people get more of your stuff, please? Just uh, I mean, books. I write for the Epic Times, as you say, I write for Tablet Magazine too. I hope people check it out. And if they want to see this stuff um, nonsense I'm posting on Twitter, it's Lee Smith DC. Thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks. He's right. I mean, he's right. The question is, are enough people going to wake up? And there's another question that must be answered. Why would you put a $24 million diamond in your forehead? We'll discuss in a second. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. Determined. We are determined that we are going to deal with climate change and and have zero emissions net emissions by 2050 by 2020 make sure all our electricity is zero emissions we're going to be able to do these things but we've got to move we've got to move and we've got to move the oh gosh we're in so much trouble by, by 2020 uh every vehicle with zero emissions <laughs> God. I cannot believe this guy is president of the United States of America. Anyway, let's have another fireside chat tonight, huh? A fireside chat. I'm going to get to your phone calls here in a second. 877-377-4373. Most underrated menu items in America. Uh, that's what we're calling about tonight or anything else you want to talk about. 877-377-4373. I'll get to your emails. I'll get to all that. I do want to get to this, though. The headline, this is from CTV News, Lil Uzi Vert. That's, uh, I'm, I'm guessing he's a rapper. Michael, is, that, is he a rapper? He's a rapper. I'm guessing he's Lil. 
Uh, Lil Uzi Vert says fans ripped a $24 million diamond out of his forehead. Now, I am sure if you consider yourself more of a traditionalist, you're probably a little taken aback that's even something someone did. Yeah, the pink diamond is reportedly worth $24 million and was surgically implanted in the rapper's face earlier this year. Apparently, he was crowd surfing. Someone ripped it out of his face. He got it back. We're not going to talk about uh, Lil Uzi Vert. I'm guessing he got a, a phone call from his parents, Mr. and Mrs. Uzi Vert, later on that night. So we're going to set that aside for a moment, and we're just going to chat just you and me. <clears throat> people people struggle with self-worth. That's a, that's a normal thing people struggle with, confidence. How do you feel about yourself? And so a normal human reaction when you're feeling not that confident in yourself is people tend to brag. They like to brag. Now, obviously not a very appealing trait and nothing I would ever do in a million years, Chris. <laughs> but people love to brag. Ah, I'm so good at this. I'm so good at that. Look at how much money I got. Look at my car. Look at my... Kids? You hearing me now? You hear me now? Whenever you have something nice, and I don't care how nice it is. We all have different levels of nice, right? I don't care if you got new sneakers you love, brand new TV. Ladies, I don't care if it's a brand new coffee table. Fellas, you got yourself a new uh, Lamborghini or whatever. Maybe bought a new house. Maybe got a big raise at work. Maybe hit the lottery. Whatever the case may be, whenever, ever you have a moment where you get something and it's something good and it's something other people want, shut up about it. Don't tell a soul. Understand human nature that this world is full of, yes, wonderful people, but also full of bitter Awful, jealous people who will do anything to take what you have, not just so they can have it, so they can deny it to you. I can't comprehend, not that I'm going to worry about the life of a rapper or whatever, it's not my business. I can't comprehend how stupid you have to be to put something worth $24 million in your face. Do you have any idea the things men will do to other men for $1,000, $50,000. This is the luckiest guy on the planet. Some fan snatched it out of there. He's lucky they didn't find him with his head chopped off about a day later because the number of people on this planet who will kill you for $24 million is a larger number than you want to imagine. Let me tell you that much. It's a big number. And it applies to all of us. Let's keep the bragging to a minimum. Take it from me, the Shogun. Hi, Jesse. As a former leftist commie, I've read this before because there's a follow-up on this, right? This is our commie email that I've read. Hi, Jesse. As a former leftist commie who worked for Democrats, I really understand how they think. It's very much based on emotions, groupthink, and shaming. It is truly like a religion. It consumes your entire life. 
And if you don't practice it constantly, you're, you will begin being shamed. Remember that after I started to distance myself and didn't vote in a local municipal election one year, I was wrecked with guilt. The first person I admitted to not voting was my therapist during that time. This might seem silly, but I knew I violated a major doctrine of the religion. Looking back now, I realize how beeped this whole thing is. She sent a follow-up, which is why I read you that. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for reading my email several times about when I walked away from the commies slash leftist camp and had to talk to my therapist about missing a vote. The Democrats around me revealed their ugly colors, not when I became a conservative, but when I decided to support Donald Trump. That's when they lost it. I walked away from my leftist church because my pastor directly attacked me for supporting Trump while quoting the Bible. She also used my blank experience that I shared in private against me during the attack. Basically, the lady goes on to describe exactly that the people who celebrated her turned around to destroy her. Listen. It is a religion. They approach it like a religion. Now, that is to our great advantage and our great disadvantage. The great disadvantage in them approaching it like a religion is it's always on for them. They never take a playoff. They're in all the way every time they're serving their God. The great disadvantage for them and advantage for us is these people are miserable 24 hours a day. Remember, you get to be the happy one. All right, I guess I might as well I guess I might as well fess up where I was while I had to do my show from home. People are wanting to know, am I immortal? Well, yes, basically I am. I'll explain in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly show final hour 8773774373 if you missed any part of the show I'm going to explain where I was for last week here in just a second if you missed any part of the show you can catch the whole thing on iHeart Google Spotify and iTunes there's a podcast of the show as soon as it's done if you'd like to email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com that's jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, they're all welcome. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them off for me. I read them. I won't respond. I'm terribly rude, and I get way too many emails. But I read every single one of them. At least there's that. Dear high marauder of the chic Al Jesse Salton Tate, love your show. Getting to the point where I need to hear your beautiful musings daily. You once ran for public office. It must have been quite a journey. They say politics is downstream from of culture. So did you reach a point you believed you could do more good in the culture behind the mic? Or is politics still on the table, but the world just isn't ready for the Mahajesse Dean yet? Keep up the good fight against the miserable Marxists. You know what? I'll get back to that in just a second, because I should probably explain first where I was last week. The COVID. The COVID came... For the Kelly family, don't worry. It didn't get me first. Gosh, of course, I'm too bulletproof for that. It actually got my son, my oldest son. We didn't know he had coronavirus. Thought he had a little cough. He even went ran a race and whatnot on Saturday. All was good. All was good. All was good. He's totally fine Saturday. Everything's good. I'm guessing he had it then. Sunday, boom, cops pops for coronavirus. 
Well, wait a minute. No, it was Monday he pops for coronavirus because Monday I was on my way to the studio. It was Monday, wasn't it, Chris? I don't have these days messed up. Monday I'm on my way to the studio. I have to do my TV show. Remember, I have a TV show every single night on the first TV right after my radio show. So first TV comes. I'm going to do my TV show first, and I'm five minutes from the studio. The wife calls. Boom. Son has coronavirus. Well, because this day and age is crazy, and I get that there are all these protocols in place. I can't complain about anything. I know immediately I have to call all my bosses. I have to call my TV bosses. I have to call radio. And I dang well know I have to call them before I step foot in the studio. Now, let me clarify. At the time, I'm feeling fine. But I call them and let them know, hey, sun just popped. I don't know what to do. Obviously, I get called off because I'm not allowed in the studio for you know, for an extended period of time, <laughs> couldn't be here Monday and Tuesday because they had to get me enough equipment so I could do the radio show and my TV show from a separate location because I wasn't allowed in here in the same building with all the other employees for obvious reasons. So that's why the show sounded a little different. Just a family update. Both sons got it. Both sons completely fine. Testing negative now. Uh, yeah, I got it. Totally fine. The wife has already had it, apparently. Totally fine. Uh, if you're curious about what we did about it, just did what we normally do when people get sick. I am not giving you any health guidance because everybody's body is different. And I don't know your pre-existing conditions or anything like that. The wife went right down. There's this all-natural store, and I mean all-natural. They have every million vitamin and supplements and whatnot there. And the guy just gave us the coronavirus cocktail. I guess I could probably post it if people want to see it, but it was just all kinds of vitamin D and zinc and this immunotone stuff and liquid vitamin C. You have to keep it in a fridge and chug it. We did just a vitamin regiment for about three or four days. Everyone's good to go. So and you didn't actually think coronavirus is going to get me in the end, did you? Although that would have been awesome. The communists would have loved it. Oh, gosh. They would have had... They would have had days and days of material. I robbed them out of it. <laughs> uh, speaking, you know, I'm going to get back to the email. I will. Did you, college football opened up this weekend. College football opened up this weekend, and you could really tell it had been a while since America felt free to get out there and just enjoy themselves. And while I admit I was busy all day, so I didn't catch much of any of the games, I did see enough to see packed stadiums, cheering crowds, so much fun. And I can't tell you how much I enjoy the fact it makes all the wrong people miserable. No, I don't think it's smart. I think when you're dealing particularly in, if you know, outdoors is always better than indoors. But even when you have such a congregate setting of people close together, first you should be vaccinated. And when you do have congregate settings, particularly indoors, you should be wearing a mask. Gosh, the freaking fun police were out this weekend. They were. Uh, did you see CNN? Did you see CNN? CNN couldn't take it anymore. There were all these, because the videos were floating around everywhere, of all these students cheering and laughing and singing and having fun and all the miserable people. Remember I just told you these people were miserable? They were just losing their mind. Dr. Schaffner, even if, you know, these events are happening outdoors, are crowds like that safe? Oh, Anna, we wouldn't ever talk about being safe. I don't use that four-letter word. Uh, but they, these crowds do provide a risk. This 
Delta variant is so readily spread that even outdoors where people are cheery and enthusiastic, exhaling with vigor, if there are people infected, they can infect people around them. I looked at those television images. Nobody was wearing a mask at all. Mm -hmm. And I would be very surprised if we didn't have outbreaks here and there across the country related to these uh, gatherings, these football stadium events in, in the coming weeks. Oh, my gosh. Haven't you heard? There's going to be another outbreak any day now. There's going to be an outbreak. I mean, of course, there was no outbreak during that 100,000-person concert. Oh, that was in Chicago. That's right. I forgot. Chicago, it's it's a blue area that allowed their, their concerts, so they're immune. It's weird. There was no outbreak after Barack Obama in the middle of what I was told was a huge Delta variant push and hospitals were being overwhelmed. And Barack Obama had uh, hundreds and hundreds of people maskless with him out at his Martha's Vineyard Manor. But there were there were no outbreaks, no reports about the coming outbreaks after that. It's only after bike rallies in Sturgis. It's only after college football games. The truth is, these people, the last thing they can afford... They know they can fool you for a while, but the last thing they can afford is Americans going out there and discovering freedom again. Going out there and discovering what it's like to just go live your life again. These people need you at home, afraid, watching TV. Hospitals are overwhelmed. Everyone will die. Make sure you're scared. Don't you dare live your life that way. Go out there and live. I love that this thing, I love that college football has made all these people miserable. Now, back to the question. The email question was, am I ever going to run for office again? Can I do more good doing what I'm doing now? So on and so forth. I, as This is probably not surprising to you. I am a true believer. I do believe in the greatness of America. I genuinely believe in trying to save it and fighting for it. Uh, that's why I ran for office to begin, begin with. That's why I joined the Marine Corps. It, it, it's, it's, I genuinely believe in this place, especially having seen all the horrible places around the world. I believe in this place. As far as running for office again, a couple things. One, no, I'm never running for office again. The American people are far, far, far out of step with me. And that's not me pointing fingers at them. I don't get to judge the American populace. I'm way to the right of that. And I'm not nice. I'm not nice. I'm done. I'm 40 years old. I'm done sugarcoating anything in my life. Anything. And there's a second reason I'm not running, and I'll have to tell you that in just a second. First, get some gold in your hands. Oxford Gold Group, they'll put gold in your hands. You need it. I, I don't want to make these dire predictions about the future. I, I mean, I don't even have to, right? You see inflation? You see the budgets they're talking about? 
We talked earlier in the show about the widespread economic dislocation we're already starting to experience. Get some gold in that safe in your house, in a safe place. Get some gold. Oxford Gold Group delivers real gold to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take special care of you. 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group today. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. What, what is that music again? We could probably go ahead and stop with the Beck now. That was dreadful. You were right, Chris. He's got. You were right. He's got three songs. We we tapped him out. <laughs> All right. The the guy asked why I'm why I'm why wouldn't I run for office again? I acknowledge I'm way to the right of most of America. I could look. I really mean this. I'm not saying this to be provocative on the radio. I really mean this. I would abolish child labor laws. That's how insane, that's how insanely to the right I am. And allow me to clarify my position. We are so warped by propaganda in this country. Child labor laws. The second I say the word child labor laws, what do you picture? Every single person pictures the same thing. Chris, what do you picture when I say child labor laws? What is it? Coal mines. Of course, that's what he said. Everyone pictures it. A group of six-year-olds. Marlboro Reds hanging out of their mouths, fresh out of the coal mines. I can't believe we did that to children. How are adults these days? Pretty mature? Have you noticed rising levels of maturity and manners and things like that in our society? Have you noticed people are increasing in their ability to do a hard day's work? Have you noticed that? Or are we kind of going the other direction? You do know... That the whole child labor thing, of course it was abused because everything is going to be abused. Do you know how much of it was simply, hey, I'm 10 years old. My family's not making ends meet. Can I sweep the floors of your candy shop every night for 10 cents so maybe we can afford some extra milk this week? You understand that's the most widespread use of child labor laws. And yet you say the word child labor law. And every single person, I mean, to a man, to a woman that heard me say that, every, I, I didn't even prep Chris for that on my life. In, instantly, he said coal mines. It's what everyone pictures. Those poor kids murdering them down in the coal mines. There's no reason at all a 10, 11, 12-year-old can't go down to the car wash and vacuum out a couple pickup trucks for four or five bucks an hour. Learn the value of a good day's work. Knock out a couple. If you don't want him working 50 hours a week, well, you're the parent. Like I said, I'm not running for office again. I just, I just campaigned against child labor laws. I'm not running for office again. And, and that's actually a great example of another reason why I don't. I would have to either lie about that or I would just lose all the votes because I would come out and say exactly how I feel and then they would do what? What would they do with what I just did in that radio segment? They would run TV ad after TV ad after TV ad on it. Where would they run it? They would run it in white suburbia. And how many soccer moms would be sitting there in their living room right next to Aiden, Jaden, Braden, 
right next to him, and they would see me on the radio, I want your son working in the coal mines. And they would turn and say, honey, we're not voting Republican this year. He wants Braden in the salt mines and not watching lacrosse on TV. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. And I won't, I won't ever do that again. That's the best part about this job is I am allowed to say whatever I want to say and nobody ever tells me otherwise. And if we're being fair, not that I ever intended this to be the case, but the show ended up getting actually pretty sizable now, which is really cool. I'm not complaining. It's very, very cool. show ended up getting pretty sizable now. So I can do a lot more influence. I can do a lot more good here. I have a lot more influence here because of the senators and congressmen who call me or text me. Hey, how should we approach this? What do you want to do about that? So it's it's better than being one of the 535 members of the House and Senate. That's all I'm going to say. All right, we'll finally get to some phone calls now. I promised you since it's been a week, it's been a week since I've taken phone calls at least, right? Maybe more. I forgot we had phone calls were on suspension. Everyone was on suspension, but you're allowed to come back now. 877-377-4373, but hear me out. Hear me good. The rules are not different. There's not a single person hearing the sound of my voice right now who's dying to hear you and I small talk on the air. Hi, Jesse. How are you? I love you. No, 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 no. When I go, and I'm about to go right now, you get to your point and get there quickly. Jerry in Jersey. I have faith in New Jersey getting there quickly. Go, Jerry. Hi, first-time caller, and started my first paper route at 12 years of age, so I absolutely agree with you. Yes, sir. Uh, hard work has never hurt anybody. Hey, on, uh, Dr. Fauci's in the news again, right? And there's the questions that I don't really hear asked and, and, and researched and, and followed up on is, is this Frankenstein research, is it still ongoing? Are they still making more? So we see all these variants come out, but we assume that there are mutations of the original virus, but what if this is a bioweapon? What if these things are being released over and over and over? I mean, I, I happen to think the end game might be to force people on the vaccine. But even if it's not, does anybody put a stop to this Frankenstein research? Excellent and, you know, phone call. Excellent phone call out of Jerry. Because where is he wrong? I mean, where is he wrong? How do we know? We don't know. Remember, we tried to launch an investigation into the origins of coronavirus, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, we're just checking where she came from. The Biden administration, with all kinds of dirty ties to China, gets in there, promptly shuts down the coronavirus investigation. Well, Jerry in Jersey brings up a good point. Hey, we're talking about what they did do. What about what they are doing? Do we know that they stop? Have they shut this place down? Did they fire everybody and demo the building? Or are they still in there? And I think I think Americans deserve the answer to that, don't you? Don't you think, well, I mean, forget about America, the world. Don't you think the world deserves an answer for that? Play Rand Paul to Fauci again. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting 
Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It did I come can from the lab, but all you. the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally, to I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, one is molecularly. That those virus caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. What's so wild is what Jerry from Jersey just said is perfectly plausible. What if they're still making these viruses? What's so crazy is when you take a step back and you consider everything coronavirus brought to us, right? Not just the death either. All the unemployment and the debt. And I realize we did a lot of this to ourselves, but all the debt, the unemployment and the drug and alcohol abuse and the and the spousal abuse and child abuse and mental health problems with the kids. And when you consider how awful this whole thing has been, and then you consider what if we paid for it? What if, what if you paid for it? What if I paid for it? I mean, remember, you worked a third of your day today to pay the federal government. Oh, that's a gut punch. <laughs> All right. We'll get to some emails and some calls next. And what does big tech know about you? 877-377-4373. Hang on. My curiosity running wild. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. Don't worry, back in the chair, alive and well and dominating. Now, dominating, actually, let's be totally fair. Dominating may not be 100% true. You see, I'm having staff problems. I was talking earlier in the show about America being fat and rich and bored and lazy, right? You remember that? When I, we just had that conversation like 20 minutes ago? Well, I, before the show, bought myself, didn't buy the staff tonight, bought myself some tacos, some chips and queso, went and ate it, and then I had to do some serious show prep before the show began, which involves me taking a nap. I had leftover chips and queso. I bring it in to Chris and new guy Michael. Ask him at one point in time, it's about 20 minutes ago, I say, how was the queso? Because I left it to him like two hours ago. On my life. Do you know what Chris says to me? I swear, honestly, Lord, strike me down now if I'm lying. You know what Chris says to me? I was good. I wish it was hot, though. There is a microwave. 25 feet. From where I'm talking to you right now, we're in this big fancy radio studio. It's this big, huge iHeart studio. 25 feet from me right now, there's queso. That loser sat here and ate cold queso miserably for 20 minutes with the mic with access to a microwave. What, Chris? It wasn't good enough to reheat. Don't you ever disrespect queso like that ever again. And we'll take some more phone calls. Look, if you want to talk about my stance on child labor laws, you're welcome to. Apparently, people do. 877-377-4373. I got an illegal job at 14. I put my money where my mouth was. My old man wasn't going to stop me. I mean, he was thrilled about it. 
And, and you know what? I was washing cars. I was driving cars. I didn't even have a driver's license. I'm out there driving on other people's cars. Guess what? I was making, what was minimum wage then? Four or five bucks an hour at 14 years old? That's stupid rich. I think my allowance, I got an allowance from my parents. I'm not even making this up. I think it was a dollar a week my whole life or something like that. You start giving me four or five bucks an hour? Shoot. I'm Bill Gates in my eyes. Now, there's an odd thing about today. It's not unique for today. It's just more extreme today. And I do wonder what it means for what the future of this world is going to look like. What am I talking about? The amount of information that's out there on you. On you. We played uh, audio one time a long time ago. A long time listener. Long time listeners have been on the air for three years. People have been listening for a while. will remember it. But Tucker Carlson, my buddy Tucker Carlson, did uh, a bit on his show one time. I'm not going to dig it up for you right now. Don't worry about it, fellas. I'm just going to describe it. Anyways, me describing it is as good as the video. Anyway, what? (laughs) But he did a video where he brought on a cell phone expert. And this guy, he took a phone. He put the phone in airplane mode, right? You know what airplane mode is. Where Okay, there's no data. You can't take calls. You're not giving calls. So... You're not hooked up to anything, right? Not hooked up to anything. He drives around DC, bunch of does a bunch of stuff with his phone in airplane mode, and then he had this thing where he could get back and he could plug it in, and this phone was automatically uploading to the carrier every single thing about his trip that day. His phone knew when he got to the museum, when he got out of his car, when he got back in his car. His phone knew the speed he was driving. That's a small example of what's out there on you. What's out there on me. I'm looking at a headline right here. Facebook reads and shares WhatsApp private messages. Now, I don't have WhatsApp. There's a a thousand of these private message things out there where people say, oh, this one's secure. This one's very secure. Nobody can read this one. The government can't get it there. I'm always getting invited to one of these. Hey, Jesse, join my conservative group on um, the signal or something like that. And then I join and I get annoyed because I don't like to talk to people. And then I just leave and and delete the app anyway. But this is about you, about me. If they've read everything, what could they do to you? If somebody was compiling a list of things you have said by, and this person wanted to hurt you, wanted to hurt you. If somebody wanted to compile a list and hurt you badly, how badly could they hurt you? How do all those text messages look? Those funny memes you're swapping with your buddy, how do they look? All those WhatsApp messages private messages on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I would venture to guess there's hardly a person alive who wouldn't be utterly destroyed if all their information got out. It doesn't have to be recent, remember? Oh, when he was 18, uh, uh, his buddy sent a message to him and he wrote back LOL and it had the N-word or something terrible like that. I mean, you know, everyone's, everyone's experienced something along those lines. What could they do to you? Now, I didn't say that to scare you. There's nothing to do about that. It's a crazy world out there. 
I said that to wake everybody up of the power of information and how much more of it these people have today than they've ever had before. You see, despots have always understood they needed information and a lot of it. They needed as much on you as humanly possible. So they've always gone after you and tried to collect every bit of information they can. Here's what he likes to eat. Here's where he likes to sleep. Information has always been power. Isn't it kind of creepy to think about all the power these bad people have over you now? All right. Apparently you guys want to talk about child labor laws. We'll get to this real quick because I have a bunch more headlines I still have to get to. And apparently I've burned through virtually an entire show and didn't get to very many of them all. Mark in Idaho, go. Hey, when I was a kid growing up in Iowa, from the time my brothers and I, eight, nine years old, we were worked into the dirt. We made hay. We walked beans. We worked cattle. And that taught me from a young age, don't be looking for a handout. You don't quit till the work is done. If you don't know how to do something, you figure it out. You don't look to somebody else to figure it out for you. You don't quit. I'm a construction superintendent. I make. I am blessed that I make a very good salary, well above what a lot of people with four-year college degrees make. And I attribute that 100% to the fact that when I was young, it was instilled in me to go out every day and bust my hump and do the very best I can every day. My man. I have a good idea of what construction superintendents make. Mark is doing just fine. I mean, obviously it depends on the superintendent, depends on the company, depends on a lot of things. I mean, you're going to say I'm crazy if you say this. You don't know what you're talking about, though. I know construction superintendents that make north of 250 G's a year. A year. Yeah. Remember what we were talking about earlier? Remember I read that headline earlier from the Wall Street Journal? Men are leaving college. Colleges are now 59% women. It's the biggest gap ever, and they they were treating it like it's this horrible crisis. Is it? Is it a crisis that men are leaving and finding a different way? Is it a crisis that men have decided my education system is designed against me? Because you know it is, right? You know the education system is completely designed for little girls. Why do you think... Your little boy, little boys can't sit still for five seconds, has to go sit down in front of a class or sit down in a class and learn for seven, eight hours a day. Don't sit still. Uh, If you're a good boy, we'll let you out for 20 minutes at recess. Go play tag. The entire education system is designed for little girls. I'm glad men are leaving. Go. Go get into construction. Make Make a great life for yourself. My old man did. His old man did before him. A lot of people have eaten a lot of meals in this country on constru- in construction. You know what's wrong with construction? Nothing. Not a daggone thing. I'm not quite done on this yet. I'll get to a couple more phone calls, some emails, and the 8,000 headlines I didn't get to. But first and foremost, sale of the year is still going on at MyPillow right now. Right now, you know they sell these Giza Dream Sheets. Giza is the world's best cotton. They're 50% off. So if it were me, this is what I would do. And I, I'm not just saying if it was me. I do. I did this. I own two pair. I own two sets of them. Go get two sets of Giza Dream Sheets right now because they're half off. That way, when you have to take off one set and throw it in the wash, you have a fresh set at all times to put on. But if you want them half off, you have to go soon because it's limited time. 
and you have to go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. It's not going to work if you don't use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. Go get yourself a couple sets of the Giza Dream Sheets. I promise you'll email me like these others have, and you'll be thanking me. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. A couple more emails because I have to get the headlines I didn't get to tonight, and there are so many of them. Sorry about that, fellas. <laughs> the guys printed me off. <clears throat> probably too many, probably too many topics. In general, how it works is Chris and Michael, they send me a bunch of lists of they send me a bunch of news items. I generally already know what I'm going to talk about anyway, but I send them back a list of stuff I want printed off because I'm going to talk about it. And it's normally 10 to 12. If we're being fair, I get to two or three a day. Is that fair? Is that fair, gentlemen? Is that fair? I can see the bitterness in your faces. It's okay. It's fine. I get to two or three a day. And, you know, they realize they've done a lot of work that in the end wasn't really all that necessary, I guess, per se. Well, today I had them print about 18 and I think I got to one. So I have some headlines I didn't get to in just a second. I do have to show uh, play for you this MSNBC clip, though. I just, these communists, I love that they're all over cable news all the time because they're so honest. A state like California, a state like New York, where you both have mask mandates and you have throughout the state a vaccine or test policy. If we can't keep kids safe when we have those things in place, if we can't keep educators safe where we have those things in place, then we're going to have to look at um, other choices, including remote. There they are threatening you again. You know that was for you, right? There they are threatening you again. Hey, 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 get the masks on the kids or I mean, we'll send them back home. Are you going to make me? Are you going to make me send your kid back home? How many times have we had that talk about They've already decided you are a second-class citizen if you haven't gotten the vaccine. They're just deciding now how much they can get away with when it comes to punishing you. That's all. All right, it's time for headlines I didn't get to. Chris, by the way, that reminds me. We need to do some kind of music like a real radio show for this thing or something like that. Like headlines. I didn't do- Maybe I should do the voice myself because my voice is so sultry. What? I have such it's, it's such a sultry, soothing voice. I'll do my own stuff, but let's get some music or something, Chris. Whatever radio people do, I don't know what they call it. UK to ban face injections for teens under the age of 18. <clears throat> okay, obviously, uh, don't do that, kids. One, two, ladies, we've had this talk before. Right, the fellas can sit this one. It's just you and me. Ladies, stop squirting things in your face. Stop squirting things in your face. Stop putting needles in your eyebrows and stuff like that. Ladies, you're not going to look 20 forever. You know what's wrong with looking 40, 50, 60? Nothing. It's fine if you get some lines in your face. Uh, uh, Give me a 45-year-old woman who takes care of herself over some obnoxious 20-year-old any day of the week. Grow old. Get some wrinkles. It's fine. You look like you got stung by a bee when you keep messing with your face. 
State Department obstruction of private rescue flights from Afghanistan is revealed in a leaked email. That's right. We have a bunch of people over there. They're flying out American citizens or trying to. And the U.S. State Department, they're stopping them. To which a lot of people will ask, why? Why would they stop them? Why would they stop them? Remember, remember, the people running this nation have no love of country. So they don't make any decisions the way you and I would make decisions. This is all just a political problem. To them, they can't allow private companies to fly out American citizens, can they? Because then they look bad. If you think the Biden administration wouldn't happily take every American over there dying if they thought it was a political win, you've got another thing coming. Headline, Taliban stopped six planes of evacuees from leaving Afghanistan. Oh, I forgot to mention this part of the story. They're stopping our people from leaving because, well, we've promised them economic aid and diplomatic relations, and the Americans they still have there are their leverage. So there's a word for those people. I believe, gosh, it starts with an H. What is it now? Uh, Oh, hostages. Yep, that's the word. Hostages. We left behind hostages. Oh, probably a good time to mention Joe Biden went to Delaware for nappy nap time this weekend. Kamala Harris, she was out campaigning in her old kneeling grounds of California. Taliban crushed the last pockets of resistance in the battle for the Panjshir Valley. You see, the Panjshir Valley is very, very difficult to take. The guys who are fighting there, are the, they're the ones who don't want Afghanistan to turn into a Sharia law dump. And the Taliban were previously unable to root them out, except now they have American weapons and American helos and American artillery. We left them. We left them everything. We left these people everything. Feds don't want to resettle Afghanistan refugees in California because it's too expensive. The feds don't want to uh, uh, put Afghan refugees in California because it's already Democrat. Let's be serious here. Texas Governor Greg Abbott signs controversial election integrity bill. There's nothing about it controversial at all. It should be much, much, much more difficult for every single person in this country to vote. However many people voted in the last election, our goal should be about half that actually get to vote one day. If you had told the founding fathers that every person above the age of 18 was going to be able to participate in choosing who leads the country, they would have laid down their arms and just said to the British, you know what, I take back this whole rebellion thing. You guys can have it because these people are morons. They never would have signed up for that in a million years. And to this day, even the right, even the GOP is all, get out the vote. We need more people voting. No, we need a lot, a lot, a lot fewer people voting. Tech firms fully woke and vow to fight the new Texas abortion law. That's right. All those tech firms out there, the Facebooks, the Twitters, they're horrified by the fact a young baby might be able to live to term. Yikes. All right. We got another great show planned for you tomorrow. That's all.